Hello and welcome back to Joe's Art History Bite Size, small manageable podcast episodes, which sees me, Joe McLaughlin, your host and resident art historian, deep dive into a specific artwork or artist in under 10 minutes or less. This week, we're looking at one of Scotland's most beloved and well-known paintings called The Skating Minister by Sir Henry Rayburn. Let's get started. For those of you that may not know, Henry Rayburn is probably one of Scotland's most celebrated painters and he's exceptionally popular and successful due to his ability to capture his sitter's likeness. He was best known as a portrait painter, although he originally trained as a goldsmith. He spent a little bit of time in London where he met the portrait painter Joshua Reynolds and it said that Joshua had a great impact on Rayburn as a painter. He then spent a little bit of time in Italy before returning to Edinburgh in 1787 where he began painting portraits for the rich, famous and well-known of the day. He was exceptionally popular and arguably one of Britain's best loved portrait artists and he was even appointed portrait painter to King George IV in Scotland. Over his 50-year career, Rayburn is said to have painted more than a thousand paintings and the work that we're talking about today, The Skating Minister, is arguably Rayburn's best known, although it has not always been so. So the portrait that we're going to be looking at in depth today is known and it's abbreviated term as the skating minister but its actual full title is the reverend robert walker skating on dunstan lock and it's an oil painting that now hangs in the national gallery in edinburgh and it's believed to have been commissioned by the reverend himself and it's well documented that rayburn and walker were very good friends and when the minister robert walker died who is the sitter the subject for this painting he had a whole load of executors and directors for his will, and he named Henry Rayburn, the Scottish painter, as one of them. So I think it would be interesting to learn a little bit about who Robert Walker was. So as I said, Reverend Robert Walker, he was an exceptionally interesting man. His father was actually a minister before him, and he, they were stationed in Rotterdam, meaning that Robert actually grew up in the Netherlands. It's probably where Robert learned how to skate. And it's argued that how Rayburn approached the background of the painting, this very sort of loose, foggy background on a very cold Scottish morning one winter is actually attributed to the Dutch 17th century artworks. And speaking of commissions, there isn't actually a specific date that we know when this work was painted. It's round about 1795. So when Robert Walker became an adult, Walker decided to follow in his father's footsteps and became a minister in 1770. He was licensed by the Presbytery of Edinburgh and throughout his career, he's rapidly moved up the ladder and was appointed the parish minister of the Canongate Kirk by George III. And this was an exceptionally prestigious post because it entitled Robert and his family to live in the Palace of Holyrood, which is the official royal family's residence when they're in Scotland. Um, this was way before Queen Victoria came and purchased Balmoral, even though they still have Balmoral Castle up in the Scottish Highlands. Balmoral is very much their holiday home, but their official residence is Hollywood Palace, which is at the end of the Royal Mile in Edinburgh. Now, 
Robert Walker not only had an exceptionally fascinating and brilliant career as a senior minister in Scotland, but he took part in a number of clubs and societies in Edinburgh. And he was actually a member of the Edinburgh Skating Society and it's believed to be the first of its kind in the world. And what the group used to do is meet in either Loch End Loch or meet on Dunningston Loch, which is where this painting is set. Now, this is an exceptionally unusual painting for lots of reasons, but mainly because it shows the Reverend skating and it shows him in a moment of movement and he's sort of kicking his leg back with great ease. So it's showing an exceptionally difficult skill that the Reverend himself has mastered. And it's essentially meant to sort of show the Reverend as this highly educated, skillful gentleman. And it also says something that Rayburn, who, as I've said, was one of Britain's most sought after portrait artists at the time, um, accepted and took this commission from his friend, the minister. It says a lot about, I'm absolutely certain that the minister paid the artist, but it's just interesting that it's not a landed gentry or someone of exceptional wealth through trading. It's a Scottish minister, but again, very high up in the ministers of Scotland. And what's really beautiful about this painting, as I've mentioned very briefly, the background is exceptionally atmospheric. You have these very sort of foggy, glorious skies, which almost disappear into nothing and really the minister is the sole focus he's completely in the foreground he wears his minister's robes which is all black with a little sort of white cravat and a hat and what I love is when you look at the skates they're actually tied on to his normal shoes which was exceptionally common in these days that's how skates used to be it was the skate and it came with leather straps which then were strapped to your outer boots and then you can go and skate a wonderful detail and here's where I would love you to really look up this painting is that if you were to look at the ice that the minister is skating on what Rayburn has done is to show that it's been skated over so you can see these skate marks and indents where skates have come before the minister has skated and it's believed that in order to do that that Rayburn used the opposite end of a paintbrush where he would run his end of the paintbrush through the wet paint just to make sure these marks were as realistic as possible and I think it's a wonderfully hidden detail which once you see it you can't not see again. So the painting is one of Scotland's most iconic and recognised and it was purchased by the National Galleries of Scotland in 1949 for about £525, which for a Rayburn was an exceptional bargain. Now, the work itself had a very quiet life to begin with because when it was commissioned, it then passed down through the Reverend's family once he sadly passed away a few years after he sat for this painting and it didn't come to auction until the early 1900s. There's a few records of it coming to auction in sort of 1914 where it didn't meet its reserve. So it was taken off of auction and returned to the family. And then it was sold again, 10 years later rather, for the sum of £700, which for a Rayburn, again, was an absolute bargain. And then again, it came back on to the market in 1949 when it was picked up by the National Galleries of Scotland for, as I've said, £525. So it actually diminished in value. Now, 
The work itself has become one of Scotland's best known works. It's on tote bags. It's kind of the work that when you come into the National Galleries of Scotland in Edinburgh, there's a separate sign saying the Reverend is this way or these are the iconic works in the collection. Here's where you can find it. It's on tote bags, coasters, fridge magnets, you name it, it's on there. And it's even done a little bit of a world tour. It's been to Madrid in the Prado and it's even been uh, sent down to London to be part of a Rayburn exhibition, which happened in sort of mid to late 1990s. And that's also said to have helped up its awareness as the National Gallery used this image as their lead image for their marketing campaign back in 1997 when they had their Rayburn retrospective. But the work has had very recent controversy. In March 2005, a curator at the Scottish National Portrait Gallery suggested that the painting might not be by Rayburn at all. And he believed it was by artist Henri Pierre Danlou. Once this information had been brought to the attention of the gallery, the label on the painting was actually altered to read. Recent research has suggested that the painting was actually painted by Henri Pierre Danlou. Now, despite the surrounding controversy, the skating minister was actually sent to New York City in 2005 to be exhibited in Christie's Auction House for Tartan Day, which is an important Scottish celebration. It happens on the 6th of April and essentially it's an excuse to get your tartan on. To be perfectly honest with you, as a Scottish person, I have never marked this. I think it's for expats and people in the States who love to say that they're 117th Scottish and if you are fabulous but we don't keep it over in Scotland anyway exhibited in Christie's in New York for Tartan Day and James Holloway who was the director of the National Portrait Gallery in Scotland told the Scotsman newspaper that in quote his gut reaction was that it was a Rayburn and it's now largely suggested that the work itself is in fact a Rayburn and everyone's calmed down a little bit about it now not only is this painting incredibly iconic within Scotland, it continues to inspire artists to present day. A few years ago, the British pop band Clean Bandit used the idea of the skating minister, or the, the stance of the skating minister, to inspire the character for their music video for the song Dust Clears. And you can find that on YouTube. It's essentially just a, a guy dressed all in black, very much like... Uh, the skating minister and skating. More impressively, however, Bruce Springsteen himself, the rock legend, the boss, as he is known, in his February 5th, 1981 Rolling Stones cover, used the image of the skating minister as inspiration for the shoot. And you can find what that looks like on my Instagram page. You have been listening to Joe's Art History Podcast Bite Size, small, manageable episodes which sees me, Joe McLaughlin, your resident host and art historian, deep dive into a specific artwork or artist in 10 minutes or less. If you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, rate and subscribe as it helps other listeners find us. If you want to support the podcast, why not leave us a review or tell someone you know who may enjoy listening all about it. If you would like to support the future of the podcast, please consider purchasing and gifting me a book from my Amazon wish list included in the show notes below. If you would like to get in touch, please feel free to do so. It'd be lovely to hear from you. You can email me 
joesarthistory at gmail.com or you can find me via Instagram which is at joesarthistory or you can search for my name Joe McLaughlin and you'll find me that way too. Finally I've been your host and your resident art historian Joe McLaughlin and thank you so much for listening. Keep learning and remember art is for all even in bite-sized editions. See you next time. Bye.